In life, people don't burn out and quit because of what they do. People burn out and quit because life makes them forget why they do it. That's Inky Johnson. And this is the Depression Detox Show. Welcome back to the Depression Detox Show, where we share ideas and stories to help you live a happier life. I am your host, Malik Josephs. Happy Monday. Appreciate you tuning in with me today as we have Inky Johnson back on the show. And as always, Inky brings his energy and his excitement to get you fired up as he talks about the power of having a coach. Here's Inky Johnson. Enjoy. And we pull up the 125 and I get out of the truck and I'm standing on the sidewalk and he's sitting in his truck and I say, coach, can I ask you a question? He says, sure, Ink, what you got? I said, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but I really want to understand this. I said, I really want to know. I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but I really want to know. And he opened his door, got out of his truck, walked around, stood directly in front of me and he said to me, First off, son, I love you. You can never disrespect me. First man to ever tell me love me. My father wasn't present in my life when I was young. He said, what you got, ain't? I said, why do you live life the way that you live it? He said, why do you treat people the way that you treat them? He said, I'm going to share something with you, ain't, and I don't want you to ever forget it. He said, as long as you can live your life and make sure that somebody else's life is okay, he said, son, God will always make sure that your life is okay. And he got in his truck and he left. And it changed my whole perspective about how I viewed sports. My family got robbed on Christmas, right? I was a kid, I got my first pair of Nikes. And me and my cousin was going back and forth in a room, right? And we would see the shoes and I would say to him like, man, we race tomorrow, like I'm gonna smoke you in new Nikes, man, right? And like the third time we ran back into the room, a guy was coming through our window and he had a nine millimeter and a 45 and I'll never forget it. And he pointed at me and my cousin, and he said, run it. And he took our shoes, little shoes that we did have, took our little stuff because we had it all set up by a window. My mother didn't call my pastor. My mother didn't call somebody at her job. My mother didn't call my dad. My mother called my coach. And when my coach showed up in a blue Suburban, it had gotten to the point that people trusted him and loved him so much that when he showed up, he was like, man, that go Coach Trey. And I remember sitting on the curb and I had a basketball in between my legs and kids was going down the street on their bikes, going down on their skates, their skateboard, and we're sitting there and I'll never forget my mom came and she said, don't you try to get mad at nobody for their stuff. I'm like, I'm not gonna get mad. And I was sitting there and my coach got out of his truck and I'll never forget he had the little bags like you get from a convenience store, a little grocery store, little brown paper bags, right? And he got out and he said, Ink, I'm sorry I got the call late. This was all I could do. And in the bag was drawers and socks, right? And I said, man, I just appreciate you showing up. It's not even about what's in the bag. I just appreciate your presence. 
Like, you could have put anything in the bag. I just appreciate my guy when my mother called my guy. You cared enough to get out of your bed and come and see about it. He still buys me drawers and socks on Christmas till this day, and I don't even need them. <laughs> like, my guy, right? But he wasn't just this. He showed up. Like, I had people that showed up in my life that changed my life, that my belief, my dedication, and my commitment was fueled by their level of belief, their dedication, and their commitment. Right? When I was in the eighth grade, I met a math teacher in basketball that changed my life. That's why when I stood on the stage, I said, thank you. I am a product of what you all do. I was standing on the corner with my uncle that got 40 years in prison. I wasn't doing anything illegal. I was being a kid. And a red Dodge Ram pickup truck pulls up, and my uncle taps me and said, Ink, who is that? I was like, I don't know. And the window rolled down. I said, man, that's my, that's my basketball, that's my math teaching basketball coach. My uncle said, what does he want? At that point, my coach said, what are you doing out here, Ink? I said, I'm hanging out. He said, no, you didn't hear me. What are you doing out here? I said, I'm hanging out. He said, get in the truck, point me to your house. I got in the truck, I pointed him to my house, we pulled up. And he said to me, I'll never forget, he said to me, Ink, I see greatness in you, man. I was like, I hear you. He was like, oh, you don't believe me. I said, I didn't say that. I said, I hear you. He said, no, you don't believe me. I said, no, I hear you. I said, but the corner you just picked me up from, when me and my cousins come to your school in the morning, my uncle wears a 2X t-shirt. At that point, I was 135 pounds. I said, the same 2X t-shirt he gonna be in the corner in all night. When I come to your classroom in the morning, I'm gonna be wearing that same 2X t-shirt and I'm 135 pounds. So I hear you talking, but I, I hear you, but I can't, I can't, I can't get with it. Oh, we called him Oka for news. I said, I can't get with it. I said, most of the mornings when you come to breakfast and me and my three younger cousins are on the wall because when we step in the breakfast room and all they know is we didn't eat the night before. And so whenever we would step into the breakfast room, they would rush to the front of the line. They weren't trying to be bullies. They weren't trying to push nobody out of the line. They didn't eat the night before. We go to breakfast. They would run to the front of the line trying to get something to eat. Cafeteria administrator would always say, Johnson boys, get on the wall. And he would always say, Inky, you the oldest. Why do you let them do this? And I was too embarrassed to tell him that we didn't eat the night before. And so I would stand on the wall and I would just be quiet until one morning he kept going on and on. Inky, why do you let them do this? Why do you all do this every other morning? And I said to him, man, we didn't eat last night. He said, why didn't you say anything? I said, you didn't ask. I said, so, Oak, I hear you talking, but most of the mornings when we come to your school, you're saying something, but we're coming from a totally different circumstance. And I'll never forget these words. He said to me, I'm going to show you. Be ready in the morning. I'm going to pick you up before school. I say, bluffing. Like most people, right? They just say stuff, right? Empty promises. And the next morning, I'm sleeping on the floor. I hear my door get knocked on. My mother runs up to it. She comes back to me. She shakes me, says, Inky, get dressed. I looked at her. She said, your math teacher and basketball coach at the door. I said, oh, he was serious. I walked to the door. He said, get dressed, man. And when I got in his truck, he said, let me tell you how we're going to beat this. He said, I'm going to pick you up every single morning until you graduate high school. And I'm going to take you and I'm going to play you in a game of one-on-one -on -one basketball. And I'm going to sit you down on the bench and I'm going to read you a proverb and you're going to have to recite it to me every single morning until you graduate high school. And every morning in that gym, he would play me in a game of one-on-one -on -one basketball and while we're playing, he's teaching me life. 
And after the game, he would sit me down on a bench and he would read a proverb. And I'll never forget the day the principal walked into the gymnasium and he said, DeMarco Mitchell, he was 23 years old. Him and his wife had four kids of their own and they had adopted three more from the Atlanta public school system. And the principal, Dr. Jackson, said to him, DeMarco Mitchell, he said, yes, sir. He said, I heard you've been given Inquarius Proverbs. That's my real name, Inquarius. He said, I heard you've been giving him Proverbs. He said, yes, sir, I have. He said, man, you know we can't do that. Stop it or I'll have to fire you. You're a young teacher, man. You can't do that. And I'll never forget watching him without hesitation. And I got it, right? Church and state. Totally understood it. I'll never forget watching him without any hesitation saying, well, you're just going to have to fire me then because his life is worth it. And in that moment saying to myself, if he's willing to put the way he provides for his family on the line for a scrawny kid from the east side of Atlanta, I got to give him everything I got. And so when I got to Krim High School and I encountered a security guard that asked me my freshman year of high school, what's your plan, little man? And I was at the lowest performing public school in the state of Georgia. And I said to him, man, I'm planning on going D1. I'm going to college. And the security guard looked back at me and said, you'll probably go to cell block D1. I'm like, nah, you don't know me, man. And he's like, yeah, your uncles came to the same school, ended up in prison, right? I'm like, yep. He's like, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. I'm like, we'll see. He said, we will. And my senior year, when I got a scholarship from Tennessee, I walked into the lunchroom, I slid it across the table to him, and when he picked up the paper, he said to me, I just want to ask you a couple of questions. I said, what you got? He said, first and foremost, how did you do it? I said, you thought I was trying to go to college? I wanted to break a generational curse in my family. Nobody in my family had been to college. I said, you thought I was just trying to go to college. I wanted to change the perception of the whole school. I said, you thought I was trying to go to college. I wanted the next time a mother was in the car with her son and she was at the, at the stoplight in front of our high school, I wanted the mother to look at the son and say, you know the kid Inky Johnson that's out in the world doing some good? He's a product of that place. I said, you thought I was trying to go to college. I wanted my coach that picked me up as a kid that stood in front of my house when there was two bedrooms and 14 people that said to me, son, as long as you make sure that somebody else's life is okay, God will make sure that your life is okay. I had to give him a return on his investment. You thought I was trying to go to college. I wanted my coach that showed up and said, son, I am going to pick you up until you graduate high school. I had to give him a return on his investment. And so when I got to Tennessee, it was Mayberry. I was like, man, y'all get steak, shrimp, and spaghetti? Y'all get new cleats every day? Y'all got a system that if you do what you say you're going to do, you get a shot, not at the NFL, get a shot at the great equalizer in life, your education. Right? Like, I was privileged to work with my son's little baseball team the past two years, and I didn't want to do it, right? I just wanted to be a dad, but they put me on the spot and asked me would I do it. Right? And I got to work with these kids. And it was the most rewarding, fulfilling thing that I've probably been a part of, man. It was incredible. Not because of the win-loss column. Now, don't get it twisted. I'm a competitor to the T. But when I would see somebody get it and understand it, it was beautiful. When I would see somebody come into their own level of belief and dedication, it was beautiful. But I'll never forget a coach saying one day, as he walked past the dugout, I can't deal with the parents, man. I'm done. And his kids were just standing over there waiting on him to come back. I didn't even know him. I didn't know what he had encountered. He probably had every right to feel that way. And I jogged over to him, and I was just like, brother, they waiting on you, man. Now, yeah, I can't deal with the parents. I'm like, the parents are not there. They waiting on you. 
parents over there, they might be talking about you, mad at you, but that 10, 11 kid, they waiting on you, man. He's like, yeah, I can't put up with it, man. I didn't get in it for that. I was like, exactly. You didn't get in it for that, right? The, the murmurs, the complaining, you didn't get in it for that, right? You got in it for a totally different reason, purpose, mission, impact, cultivating something, right? Helping people's beliefs stay true to what it is, right? You didn't get in it for that. Don't let the complaints take your passion, right? I'm not one of these people that travel around the world and claim to know everything and tell people how to do what they do. I wouldn't disrespect you in that way, right? But if you haven't heard anything else I've said, I want you to get this. In life, People don't burn out and quit because of what they do. People burn out and quit because life makes them forget why they do it. I just want one thing from you. When my coach showed up for me, he let me know he didn't forget why he got in it in the first place. It wasn't about the superficial and materialistic. It was about impact. It was about seeing somebody become something. It was about believing in a kid until they started believing in themselves. I just want one thing from you. As incredible as you are, as talented as you are, as gifted as you are, let's never allow life to make us forget why we do what we do. Big thanks to Inky Johnson for stopping by. His website is Inky Johnson. His Instagram is Inky Johnson Motivate. And his podcast is entitled Serendipity with Inky. And I'll have all the links to everything I just mentioned, along with a link to the entire talk, which is about 30, 35 minutes long. And they'll all be in the show description below. So you can go check that out. And if you want to hear more talks with Inky, you can go to the show description as well and look at the previous episode section where there'll be a list of all the previous episodes that he's been on the show. So you can also go check that out. And that is a wrap for me. When you get a chance, please follow the show Share it or leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts, whatever you prefer. As always, I greatly, greatly appreciate you for taking the time out to do that. And that is it for me. I appreciate you. I hope you have a great rest of your day and I'll see you back here Wednesday. So until then, stay strong. Later.